Hi, and welcome to episode 202 of No Crying in Baseball, the Not Afraid to Fail episode. My name's Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. So, fail. Hey, hey, first of all, hi. Hi. I <laughs> and, missed and, you. And when you, I miss you too. It's <laughs> been a week. And, and then the first thing I thought of being the teacher fail means first attempt in learning. Right. So you don't like, especially this is very, very topical because I am a little edgy right now because tomorrow is the dreaded first day of school. It is the first day of school, which is usually my saddest night of the year and excited, but also, you know, like a little bit sad. I have a new job this year, so I'm especially nervous. So right now, I just want to take a moment to ask you, dear listeners, to please forgive my editing because I actually, believe it or not, I actually do edit the show and I I put some care into it to taking out extraneous noises and pauses and things like that. That is not going to happen to today's show. So what you hear is what we are in this room. I am gonna stick on the intro music, stick on the ending music, and send it to Patty. That's what you get. Okay, that's super awesome. <laughs> that's, what's gonna happen right now is I'm gonna cough, and we'll right, see you're if you're gonna, gonna leave that in or not. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Yes, so um, I think you're gonna be great. I'm oh, here, I'm hoping this psychs you up. Baseball and beer should totally psych you up. Yes. You're gonna be great at this new job. I completely believe in you. They're lucky to have you. You are the sweetest. Thank I, you very I'm, much. And you've got this big beer on your shirt, too. It says beer. Right now, on Patty's shirt, for those of you who are not checking our Instagram, it says beer, crabs, and baseball. And it's probably not all visible on the Instagram video thing. But the beer will be. Yes. But the beer is definitely encouraging me. That was my I, that was my thoughtful selection. <laughs> I was like, what will make Potty Mouth the happiest today? Beer, <laughs> beer will make Potty Mouth happy. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Hey, on today's show. Wait, wait, wait. See? No, already you got to edit or not. Yeah. No, no. This is this is exactly what happens to people. Like every week. So those It's are... like looking behind the curtain is what this <laughs> is. is. <laughs> it is. If you check our Instagram feed, there's always a lovely pa- uh, video of Patty at this point. I pick up my cam- my phone, whatever this thing is, and, mm-hmm. and video. Your machine. This thing. Yeah, that. Right. The, the small machine of internetness. The, the, the pocket computer. <laughs> and video Addy, Patty, Patty, while she does <laughs> What's her name song. again? Right. Of course, this is the episode I'm not editing. Uh-huh. As she does this intro, and I would say about 50% of the time, I forget to pick up the, the device when Patty starts singing on today's show. So it's usually the second version that you hear. And uh, let's say, here we go. Three, we are, two, one. On today's show, our boyfriends are mostly trending up and proving their boyfriend cred. The COVID report is back with a vengeance. Our police blotter features updates in the Tyler Skaggs investigation and more Bauer news. We've got immaculate innings. We've got cheering sections. We've got the wrong Washington. We have lab rats in the Atlantic League, and we've got international baseball. We have so much fun stuff, and I'm realizing that my house guest moved the TV behind you, which is usually out of the frame. So one more, one more public excuse. If you see TV corner behind Patty, that's let's blame it on the clown. Trust Let's me. Do it. Blame it on the clown, and 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 we mean that in a career way, not in a derogatory way. We're we're pro clown. Absolutely, we are very pro clown. All right, we're going to talk about baseball boyfriends. Yeah, we that are. That is the heart of our show. These are the guys that if you hang out with us in the off season, we each pick one per team because they're cool. They're cool beyond the field. We want to hang out and have one of these beers with them. These are very yummy. These by are the way. really good. Really beers. good beer. Uh, so. Once in a while, we like to reflect during our episodes on how these guys are doing. 
And I'm, you know, I'm loving my old boyfriends. I'm loving my boyfriends from past because we can't keep them from season to season because then what would we say new in the off season? So for your listening pleasure, we swap boyfriends. But Salvador Perez, I believe, was my first Royals boyfriend. I believe he was. And this year is such a bust out year. It's his 10th year. I totally appreciate the longevity. But it is his best yet. Right now, he's coming off of a super hot streak where he homered in four consecutive games. The first one was against the Astros and then three with the Mariners. Sorry, Mariners. Yeah, I know. Mariners, yeah, they're, they're building back up. They're building back up. But two of those nights with the Mariners, he hit a grand slam. So that was back to back night grand slams. Damn. Yeah. That doesn't happen much. Yeah. And they and they were game changing. You know, the first one was a go ahead. Second one was a tying. And then the third game, he could have hit a grand slam. It was all lined up for him with bases loaded. Wait, did loaded. he choose not to? Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> it didn't work when he attempted it. But then he made it up with a later at bat by getting a two run home run to go ahead. So that's all he needed. You know, I guess he was being sort of more efficient. Right. Why? Why waste that running around the bases? And uh, that the last game of the series is happening today. So I don't know what happened with the end of the Royals-Mariners series, but he's up to 37 home runs this season. That's a boatload. It's crazy. Wait, what, is, is, that, is, is it like 40, it, right? Or 41, yeah. something like that? Wait, is it a boatload or a shit ton? Oh, it might be a fuck ton. Ooh. I don't know. It might. It's a lot. It's a lot. He's being. He's starting to be talked about for maybe it's an MVP year. Like if if this keeps up, who knows? Although uh, American League MVP is a little bit crowded, but uh, he with that thirty seven home run season, he is tied with my first ever baseball boyfriend, Carlton Fisk, my idol of my youth for American League catchers in a year, home runs in a year, and. We'll see what happens if he gets 11 more this season. Ooh, that's a lot. It is a lot, but he's been on a tear. He, he would tie the, the Royals record. Jorge Soler got 48 just recently in 2019. So we'll see what happens with Salvi. And my other guy that I want to talk about today is Franimal, Fran Mil Reyes of Cleveland, Extra baseball boyfriend points. Love him so much. This is exactly why he's a boyfriend pick. The articles that I read, and I read like three, and nobody could tell me, and maybe if, if any of you listeners know this, please tell me how he found out about this fan. He found out about a fan who is finishing her chemotherapy. And not only is she finishing her chemo, but she just lost her mother a couple years ago. So this is a fan who's been through a lot. And he autographed and inscribed, like he autographed a baseball to her with thought, with a message. He wrote, Jessica, we're here for you. We love you. Autographed it, threw it to her in, in the stands. And then at the next at bat, he talked about how he, he was sort of praying that something good would happen. He didn't exactly pray for a home run, but that's what happened. He hit a home run. And as he ran the bases, he pointed at her and her family in the stands. So, yeah, just a good guy. Um, the, the piece that I read said that her husband caught the ball that he threw and looked down at it and kind of burst into tears. Wow. Which is really very imagine. sweet. And then when he went to bat and had his, his moment of prayer, he said, a baseball's not enough right now. I need Wow. More. And he was in a slump. He'd been in a hitting slump. So his uh, whole thing was, this isn't just, this isn't for me to like, uh -huh. get out of my slump. This is because this matters. We need to show something here. Wow. So it's really cool. So yay, Guardian Slave. Yay, Fran Reyes. Yes. This is really very awesome. Um, 
my boyfriends, I'm going to start with quick condolences mm-hmm. to Hunter Renfro, who for a few days, the only information about him not being in the lineup was that he was on bereavement leave. And we found out yesterday that was because his father passed away and the funeral was yesterday. Um, we're recording on Sunday, so this was past Saturday. So um, condolences. Um, yeah, you are missed, and and um, we know how hard that is. Yeah, and, it's, and he talked about him being very close, and he, his, his best I friend. Think, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. He posted that Instagram yeah. with that comment. Yeah. So that's that's a big deal. And um, baseball players are human and yeah. have lives, and we should acknowledge their their family and their outside life and how that affects. It's not just their job. Absolutely. They, there's much more to them. Hey, so um, happy news for me and a couple of current boyfriends. Uh, Will Smith, um, my my catcher with the Dodgers, my Dodgers boyfriend, leads all National League catchers um, currently with 21 home runs this hey. season. And he leads all catchers currently with an 887 OPS. So he's doing pretty great. He's had a home run in mm-hmm. three consecutive games, went three for three on Friday night. And then his Saturday hit was a clutch two-run single. And what he said was, um, you know, they, he was asked, why why are you doing so well? And he's like, well, I'm confident, but I'm also not afraid to fail. And it's just like you said. You know what? Failure, I mean, if you fail, that means you tried. Yep. That means you gave it your best shot. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And, you know, and it's paying off for him because he doesn't have that fear. That's pretty cool. Um, Ian Happ, who makes me coffee, uh, has been having a really up and down season, mostly not so great. Like he's been terrific as a human. And I've been very happy about his comments about many, many things and speaking out about important things. But his bat has been a little sad until recently. He is trending the right direction. In fact, um, he's on my fantasy um, baseball league team. And so I always pull up the seven-day stats while I do the prep work. And for the past seven days, he's hitting 447 and has a 1.383 OPS. Nice. He's wow. Having, that's crazy. He's kind of having an August. So I'm hoping maybe he's just a late late in the season guy. I don't know. But um, I'd like to see him kick it in gear for the unfortunately currently sort of hapless Cubs, which we get. We understand as living here in Washington, D.C. We understand how that works. And um, Gregory Polanco, speaking of um, long-term boyfriends, he's my 2020 Pirates boyfriend, but he was with the Pirates for eight years until he was released on Saturday. He could still get picked up. Um, Players can get picked up until the 31st and still be um, in the postseason. If they're picked up after that, they're not eligible to play in the postseason. And basically what happened was, you know, the Pirates are in the basement. So at this point, it's like, okay, shed the veterans and give the new guys a try. And so actually, Potty Mouth, your boyfriend is getting is paying off right here because they brought up Cole Tucker. Oh, good. So Who Cole, I have not been paying enough attention. So to. well, he was in AAA. So okay. and but now, but so he's he's been up a couple of times for cups of coffee, and now this is this is going to this could be his real shot. So maybe this will pay off for Cole Tucker, and hopefully somebody will pick up Gregory Polanco because he's a veteran. He's a good dude. Yeah. Well, I know he was playing with Leones del Escogido in the Dominican Republic last off season, so at least I'll be able to see him there. Hopefully. Yes. Yes. Hey. So. Um, we had not had much of a COVID report for a while, and oh, then we had a little shit. bit of a COVID report, and well, hell, it's back, and it's yeah. back with a frickin' vengeance. I'm going to start with the Phillies, because I'm planning on going to see the Phillies play this week, and I'm oh, wondering right. who's actually going to be on the field, which is what I say about the Nets, but I'm kind of enjoying the, the new guys on the field, so maybe it'll be okay. But So, Zach Eflin of the Phillies had an MRI on his knee on Friday, and everybody was worried, like, oh my God, is it going to be like a season-ending surgery? And then that got overshadowed by a positive COVID test. So that sort of supersedes any news about the knee. And I still don't know any news about his knee because it got 
you know, all the look wow. shiny thing over here, positive for COVID, Shit. which also took out catcher Andrew Knapp and Luke Williams, all of whom are vaxxed. So the whole team got tested and they actually delayed Friday's game waiting on to see what happened to Real Muto because he because Nap was going to be out, Real Muto would have to be the catcher and they needed to make sure he was going to be OK to play. So they were trying to identify who the emergency backup catcher would be. And just so you know that Bryce Harper volunteered because he played catcher in high school. And really? And Girardi said, I, thank you, but that's not going to happen, oh, honey. <laughs> why not? Oh, that would have been the best. But on a side note, here's how all of these things play out. Okay, so they were going to try to move Real Muto to first base because Reese Hoskins, a, a former boy, okay, so Real Muto's a former Phillies boyfriend of mine. Hoskins mm-hmm. is a former Phillies boyfriend of mine. He's out with Reese is out with a season-ending abdominal surgery. Oh, so that's wow. leaving first base open. So they were thinking, move Real Muto over there to give him a, give his knees a break from playing catcher. Yeah, and then they had to wait and see. Okay, wait, does he need to be catcher because now our catcher's out on COVID? So this stuff just spins and spins out of. Out of control. So just a brief note about the protocol for if you're vaccinated Mm -hmm. and you test positive, you have to stay out for a minimum of seven days. But after seven days, if you are asymptomatic and have a negative test, you can come back. If you're unvaccinated, that goes to at least 10 days. And then those things kick in. So it's a week if you're vaccinated. That helps me a lot because, and you know, I was just thinking as you were saying this, though, it keeps coming back that baseball is a microcosm Mm -hmm. because this is what's happening everywhere else. I mean, our school system is freaking out. Because this fucking Delta variant and the breakthrough cases, and we everybody thought like people are getting vaxxed over the summer and things were going down. We're, and we're gonna, gonna be, be all great. Set. And they have all these policies that now aren't fitting right. because of these breakthrough things. And I just you know, and and also the the comments that were made or that people thought when somebody goes on that COVID list, like, oh, is this guy vaxxed or not? I was super relieved when I saw that my baseball boyfriend, who I love and adore and wish I could have kept forever, Kike Hernandez, who I'm going to keep following, he tested positive, but in the statement that I saw about it, it said that he was vaxxed. And the statement I said said that it was generally 10 days, but he might have less time. So what you just said makes that make sense. Yeah, so I heard that he actually is symptomatic currently. Aww. So I don't know if that 7 days is if you're not symptomatic at that time at the 7th day or if it's at all or whatever. But that should if it's, you know, hopefully it'll be okay. So Christian Arroyo is also out for the Red Sox right. because he's a close contact of Kike Hernandez. So he actually just came out tested positive today. Did he really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and what and when when you just said that about symptomatic for Kike, he is a Baby. baby. He has a baby. baby. And a, the most adorable baby. Please check his Instagram. And, oh, my God. And Cora said cute. that he had been really careful because yes. of his family and all of that. So who knows how oh. these things happen. Um, so also there's three Cardinals and a bunch of Rangers, including three starting pitchers, which is crap for the Rangers and really good for their AAA pitchers are all getting a chance right, right now, right? So, yeah, right. yay for that. Um, and our pal Brock Holt. Also on the Rangers. Who are, also has two little kids. Like the, yeah. And also amazingly adorable little kids. Sure. Please go look absolutely. at them. Um, on, 
smarter news. Um, I'm not saying this is not smart because a lot of these people that we're talking about were in fact vaccinated and yeah. it's just crap out there. It's just crap out there. But um, on a, a smart move, the Nationals, and it also turns out the Astros, although the Astros have not put out a statement about this, the Nationals and the Astros are both requiring vaccines for their non-player staff. One article said full-time, but the another article said including coaches, clubhouse staff, baseball operations, ticketing, stadium, like in-game entertainment. In-game entertainment and stadium staff are not full-time, so I don't think – I don't know that, that oh. full-time is real. So, I, so those are competing things. Yeah. I mean, like the racing presidents and the guys who do the contests in the stands will need to be vaccinated, but you know they don't do that 40 hours a week. But yeah. um, But so that's only two clubs so far. I think it's going to happen more. Um, the NBA, I think, is instituting that. Oh, good. Um, so other leagues are looking at this thing – and, and you're going to say, well, how come the players don't have this mandate? The players, um, that mandate would have to be, um, it's subject to, to collective bargaining. Right. So the union would have to get involved with that. So they can't just come out and say that, whereas all these other people are not protected by the union. So the team can just say, here's how we're proceeding. You know, our teachers union, exact same thing is happening right here. And I thought teachers were smart. Like, I just kind of assumed that most of the teachers are vaccinated. There was a teacher in our assistant last week who is now on administrative leave because she refused to wear her mask. And that was during pre-service, like without kids. Thank God they got her out of there. But, But she's on paid administrative leave. That's fucked up. Sorry, folks. Hey, so's Trevor Bauer. Oh, Shit, he's getting paid, right? He's, he's getting, getting paid. paid forty million dollars this year to be on administrative leave for, um, you know, that's more than the teachers getting paid. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I would, I would switch that if I could. I would totally switch that if I could. I totally appreciate that you're pouring us more beer now. By the way, I sure am. Yeah, because you know, as soon as we said administrative leave and Trevor Bauer, I knew right exactly. I knew we'd be on it. Last week, Trevor Bauer made me drink. Sorry so about here it. Here we go again. on the beer. I didn't mean that. Oh, that's quite all right. We're going to start with Tyler Skaggs. Um, Much better. Um, sort of. Sort of. So um, Tyler Skaggs was the um, pitcher for the Angels who um, died of an overdose in 2019. So the uh, criminal prosecution is moving apace. And federal prosecutors say that the Angels, as, a, as an organization, have not complied with subpoenas to turn over information regarding, and I quote, illegal drug dealing in the organization. Holy shit. And so that, that is crazy. They have asked a federal judge to order compliance. So here it is. So the angels say that those documents that the prosecutors want are protected for, by attorney-client privilege because they were developed as part of an internal investigation. But those documents have been shared with the commissioner of baseball's office. They've been shared with the publicist. They have been shared already outside of attorney-client. So the prosecutors are like, "Mm, yeah, I don't think so. So we're going to see what happens with that. But the interesting thing that this – the reason this is so important – is um, the former communications director of the Angels, Eric Kay, had admitted to supplying um, opiates to Tyler Skaggs. They now say he was actually dealing to a larger group of players. Oh. And these documents would possibly support that, possibly. And they're saying, well, you know, if you're trying to defend this guy, maybe these documents would exonerate him. So, you know, why, why would you not be sharing these documents? So what... That what the prosecutors are saying is that Eric Case applied six players, including Skaggs with Oxy, and he wow. used he used a cell phone app to obtain drugs, and he promised 
game tickets and in one case a an autographed Mike Trout baseball if the dealer or the supplier would deliver the drugs to the ballpark because he can't leave work. Has has he been charged personally? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He also um he's, he's fucked. Wow. Well, he also you know went underwent treatment and um overdosed himself and a lot oh. of things happened with him. So he's yeah. Jeez. So there's a lot happening there, but the plot kind of thickens to a larger um a larger ring of dealing than initially thought it wasn't oh just God. this guy and Tyler Skaggs. It was possibly, possibly, allegedly, I believe is the word we're looking for here, several members of the Angels team. And I just, I don't know, you know, you got to hope that this isn't happening elsewhere because elsewhere has pitchers elsewhere. who are hurting, hurting and just want to keep getting through. So mm-hmm. damn it, damn it. So um, our, our um, Trevor Bauer, who we can't not talk about because things are always happening, had his leave extended to September 3rd. This is the seventh time his administrative leave, his paid, his paid administrative leave was extended to September 3rd. And the Washington Post said that MLB is likely waiting until the end of the criminal investigation before ruling. So that's why MLB just keeps like kicking the can down the road, because if 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 the criminal investigation has an answer MLB doesn't have to really because he'll be in jail right so that that's what they're kind yeah, of solution. waiting on so what happened the, the newsy part there is the Pasadena police who were the ones who were investigating this as a criminal action turned the results of their investigation over to the LA district attorney office on Friday the DA oh. will review the materials that they received and they'll make a decision at some point. There's not a timeline. There's not like once you receive this information, you have to, you know, give us an answer in three days or 10 days or 30 days. There's none of that. Um, But they, the, the DA's office will then decide will charges be filed or not based on that. So, um, so things are happening. Things are happening. Well, that's good. I mean, I'm glad that it's getting to the point where he's being, Checked out by the police. I mean, that's yeah, well, that's that, like that's, a big step. That investigation's been going on all this time, which is why but, he didn't testify during the, um, right. the other hearing because there was this criminal investigation going on. So he didn't want to say anything, even though his lawyer apparently said plenty of things that incriminate him as far as the criminal investigation are concerned. Yikes. In the meantime, $40 million this year for doing nothing but abusing women. I really wonder the timeline on it when we're going to find out more. Yeah. I don't know. On to happier subjects, um, I was super concerned when our buddy Sean Doolittle, who we absolutely adored when he was- patron saint. Oh, God. Just what a guy. What a great guy. And, you know, Nationals 2019, of course, huge role in that World Series. And then he went off to the Reds, and he he had 45 games with them and was pitching 446 ERA, so he was released- and when he was released, I like for a bright moment oh. thought, he's released. Like we all clenched. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Nats, do something. But it Our was Our bullpen needs help. Yes. Nats, we love him. But the wrong Washington picked him up. That would be the Seattle in Washington State Mariners. So I'm happy that he landed. I'm a little sad that it's not here. It was just like that moment of hope, right? Yeah, so the Reds right now are hanging on by the fingernails to a wild card spot. And so I think what they need is rock solid bullpen, not pretty good bullpen with a super great guy that um, a lot of people just love as a human. Yeah. Damn it. 
damn it. Well, okay, Mariners, take frickin' good care of him, please. Yes. Hey, so one of our new guys is not a new guy to the major leagues, but um, he's pretty new to the Nationals. That's Alcides Escobar, who's 34. I didn't realize he was... Wow. Um, be- I don't know why my memory is so frickin' short. He was part of, like, the 2015 World Series team. Um, he was... He's been... Um, like MVP of like division series and stuff before, but he's new to the Nats and he ha- he's got something right now that just happened this past week that totally puts him hard into boyfriend contention for next year. And let me tell you the story. Mm. I'm not going to tell you more about LCDs because if he ends up being one of our boyfriends, we'll tell you more then. Okay. But his, um, his off season home is Miami and the nationals just played in Miami. And so um, he had a cheering section not just his family, but the entire little league team of his seven-year-old son, who he oh, coaches in his spare time. That is so cool. So all of these kids and a bunch of grown-ups came, and like the whole squad was there to root for him at one of the games last week. And there's only like five thousand fans. Seriously, there's like barely over five thousand fans in the stands in Miami right now. And um, I think a lot of them were uh, little league teammates of Massey who is Alcides' son. And what Alcides said was, every one of them feels like my kid, man. It's so awesome. I mean, look how excited they are. Look how happy. You know that feeling. You totally know that feeling. Oh, my God. Your kid and your kid's team. That's right. That's right. And um, so I guess Gerardo Parra was also helping with with hanging out with these guys. Like, you know, if Alcides was busy, oh, I don't know, playing full-time shortstop because, you know, since since the Trey Turner trade, (laughs) that's where Alcides has landed. And he has a 10-game hitting streak. He's playing sexy defense. He's doing great. So Gerardo Parra was kind of helping out, like hanging with the kids a little bit. And he yelled into the group. How many baseballs do you guys need for everybody to go home with a souvenir? And one of the adults said, 38. <laughs> so Paro said, oh. And he grabbed a very large box of baseballs from the dugout, and they started signing. <laughs> so That is so cool. <laughs> yeah. So a total boyfriend contention. I mean, coaching your kids a little league, taking good care of them at the ball game, um, and having, you know, like – this large percentage of the fan base at a Miami game root for the the visiting team because you're such a good guy. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, as long as he's hanging out next year. Yeah. We'll see. Next year seems – who knows what's happening next who year. Who the heck knows? Yep. So I've been talking about Chris Sale and especially his clothing in the past couple like of – weird-ass T-shirt. Right. That weird-ass T-shirt, Daddy Longneck – yeah. That, you know, we talked about in the past couple episodes, this really thin guy who can't gain weight, who's like his, I don't know, just source of his uh, feeling more buff, as you said. Mm-hmm. But he changed his shirt, which is a good thing to do, you know, on a regular basis anyway. But he's wearing in his interviews now the Jerry Remy Fight Club shirt, which is very sweet. This is Jerry Remy, who is a former Red Sox, actually, and, and current announcer, color commentator for Nesson, and is undergoing cancer treatment for at least the oh, third time. wow. I remember a couple before, but Jerry's been fighting for a while, and everybody's fighting for him. So I totally appreciate Chris Sale. You know, putting that on for the interview, definite improvement in many ways. Uh, But Chris Sale also was in the news this past week for throwing his third career immaculate inning. That's so freaking amazing. A nine pitch, nine strike inning. And it happened uh, last Thursday against the Twins in the third inning. And the cool thing about this is it's the third time he's done it in his career, and the only other major league player to have done that was Sandy Koufax. So if Chris Sale 
is able to do it again, he will be the, the, you know, the lone holder of that title. Right now, the only other active pitchers who have multiple immaculate, immaculate innings are Max Scherzer and Kevin Gaussman. Whoa. That's it. Local Isn't that interesting? Too, yeah. Isn't that interesting? So just to, to pump up my Red Sox a little bit more because they need a little bit of encouragement these days, um, Alex Cora, manager, is donating $113.13 for every game that they win and have won. So he coughed it up for every win so far, and he's pledged that for every future game, and he's donating it to the Jimmy Fund, which oh, is nice. the, the Boston Child's Cancer um, Institute that the Red Sox have had a relationship with a, with a very long time. And he's doing the, those 13s because apparently his number is 13, which I didn't realize. That's really but, cool. I yay, love that. I know. And, and of course, you know, everybody's got their feelings about Alex Cora, but he's he's working on it. He's been doing a good job this year. I hope for the future. Hope for the future. No, I like it. I appreciate it. A while back, we talked about the new rules that are being tried out this season in various independent leagues and various minor league divisions. So MLB tries things out in other places before they get introduced into major league play. One of the things that um, Rob Manfred was concerned about is getting the ball in play more because the pitchers have been so dominant. They've been striking everybody out, Mm -hmm. and that's less interesting to watch unless you're a real pitching nerd, Um, which sometimes I am, but I really do like watching some small ball. I, I I like to see sexy defense, and I don't get that too much when there's a lot of strikeouts. So one of the things that... The commissioner's office said, here's what we'd like to try. And hello, Atlantic League, Independent League. Yeah. We would like you to try this out for us. So beginning this past August 3rd, which was the beginning of the second half of the season, the pitcher's mound for all the Atlantic League teams, I think there are six or eight, oops, I can't remember, got moved back a foot. So it's Mm -hmm. 61 feet and six inches. So there have been the reports that just came out a few days ago had stats for those first 67 games, which is kind of a small sample size. But like, okay, so let's see. Did it really put more balls in play? What's happening? What's the actual effect of this? Well, almost nothing. Really almost nothing so far, but it's only been three weeks. The huh. stats barely budged. Tiny percentage points, tiny like like, like hundredths of percentages. Um, home runs and slugging went up a tiny, tiny bit. But so did strikeouts, and strikeouts were the kind of was the thing they wanted to reduce. But they went up along with home runs and slugging. A pitchers, the a lot of the pitchers, however, reported a lot of pain. They have uh, soreness. That's the worst thing on their throwing that's arm side. Bad. Do you remember when the whole sticky substance thing started? And the Disney prince Tyler Glasnow right. said. We can't change in the middle of a frickin' season, and then he got hurt. And that's the thing, too. Like, thinking about it, the middle of the season bit is the worst. Because if you do the change, it's going to affect your pitchers. But do it in the off season so at least they can train appropriately. Uh, but that's fucked up. Apparently, like, you know, there, there's two pitching mounds in the bullpen and one of them for the Atlantic League had been at the slightly farther away distance but that's not really simulating actual games so a bunch of a bunch of pitchers said you know that the like the their lats like the, the rib cage like across to their back on their throwing arm has been a lot more sore and they've been a lot more tired um and they also have another concern which is will our numbers in this weird situation affect how scouts see us 
like, you know, the independent league is affiliated with MLB. And so players get signed from the independent league. A lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of sort of like veteran players end up there or guys who miss it on the, on the draft end up there. And they think this is our chance to get noticed. And these pitchers are saying, our numbers are going to be whack because of this thing that's different. We're not playing the same game right. as they're playing in the major. So is it going to affect us? And basically they said, we're lab rats. We are lab rats. Yep. Manfred actually said, you know, when asked, won't guys get injured? He actually said, that's why we're trying it in the Atlantic League. Because they're expendable. He said that out Holy loud. Fuck. He said he that said out that loud. He said that in his outside voice. He used his outside voice. Aww. Yeah. So it's too soon to tell. But right now, there's not really a difference. It's There are not really more balls in play. There are no, you know, there's a, a few more strikeouts, which is not what we wanted. I think... Um, pace of play may have gone down by a minute and a half. I mean, it's not making enough positive change yet. We'll see. You know, they've got a little bit more of the season to go, I think. But um, I, 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 the Atlantic League, and it's, oh, well, if you sign up for the Atlantic League, you know, you know you're signing up for this. Like, well, are we? No. Do we know you're that? you're not signing up to be a lab rat. You're and signing up so, for, like, some hope, damn There were so many injuries this year in the majors. So many guys got called up. And it did, in fact, pull a lot of guys out of the independent leagues. And so you're also, you probably don't have the same level of play because the best guys are getting pulled to replace the guys who are getting sent up and sent up and all of that so it's is it really showing you what you want to see i don't know but that's all we know after three weeks excellent all right um i guess i'm going to transition to the kids that we don't want to become lab rats that would be our little league <laughs> players little league world, world series and as you were saying that that last bit i just went over and checked and it looks like michigan has won. I am so sorry. We were oh. so pulling. I was pulling for Ohio. Our friend Meredith, oh. hi Meredith listener, oh. um, had said, you know, oh. pointed out, go Ohio. You guys got to get behind this. And yeah. I said, yes, we are 100% we are behind pro Ohio. Ohio. I sure have we learned are. from Patty. But unfortunately, they just, but second place ain't bad. So congrats to the Ohio And, peeps. you know, kids won. Yes. Kids got to win a World Series. That's pretty cool. Right. Right. And another kid who has been getting a lot of attention we talked about last week, Ella Bruning. And she caught three entire games, three of, I think her team team played four. Texas did pretty well. They got eliminated, I believe, by Michigan, actually. Fuck Michigan. Um, but <laughs> Way to sorry. win friends. <laughs> right. Especially when talking about Little League. Oh, anybody Michigan out there, really. I, didn't, I don't have hard feelings. So she was batting 333 during the tournament, which is pretty respectable for six at bats but her fielding p- percentage as a catcher was perfect 1.000 and apparently she made a lot of stops and that's just you know a female catcher in the little league world series just jamming it on the defense is pretty impressive so she's going to be going places yay ella and another um, female baseball player that we have followed in the past is Diamilete Quiles, who was the first woman in in Puerto Rico to be playing for the men's league. And their double A is the highest as they go. So it's it doesn't transfer very well. But she used to play for the men's double A, Montañeses de, de Atualo, which is again, the highest league in in Puerto Rico. But this year, with the women's league really kicking it up, 
she had to choose. She couldn't play both because they're playing oh, at the same time. And she chose to be in the women's league. And so now she is the first woman in baseball femenino de Puerto Rico to reach 100 hits. So congratulations, Diamilete. And also this past week, and so this is a women's league, folks, again, with six teams playing in Puerto Rico. Damn. Yeah, and they had two no-nos this past week. Zoe, Zoe Colasso of Las Lobas de Arecibo, Las Lobas, that would be the Wolves. She pitched a no-hitter. And Alondra Aguayo de Las Poetas de Juana Diaz, which poetas, poets. Like, that's so cool oh. to have a baseball team made the poets. But if you want exciting news like this before I say it to you, please follow Femenino PR that on, on Twitter. That's at Femenino, F-E-M-E-N-I-N-O-P-R. Lots of cool stuff going on with women in Puerto Rico. Oh, I love that news. That's very great. If it could spread farther across the country yeah, rather right. than be, you know, isolated in one of our colonies, that would be super awesome. <laughs> that would be super awesome. Hey, so can I, I I forgot to tell you about this thing that I've been doing the past couple days. Um, you know, while I'm doing food prep, things around the house, I uh-huh. often have like a little Netflixy thing or some streaming thing happening. And I found this show that's on AMC that I think you're going to need to watch. It's called Kevin Can F Himself. Oh, really? And it takes place. Do they do they use that word? No, they say okay. F himself. Okay. They do swear in the show, okay, but okay. you know, um, but it takes place in Boston. Oh, cool! Of course, and they swear. I'll tell you more about it later. But it, in one scene, the, our 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 lead and her husband, who would be the Kevin of the person who can f himself, are in a restaurant, and in comes a member of the New York Rangers. <laughs> and to make this more topical. He and a lot of the wait staff start yelling to the guy from the Rangers, Yankees suck. <laughs> of course they do. You that need to is, watch this show. That so is, I've got to see I this. think I've got one or two more episodes to go to knock out the first season, but I'm loving it. And the only other thing I'm doing this week besides the usual work, because my work never ends, so it doesn't actually get kicked off like yours, was, yeah. is I think I'm going to a Phillies game on Wednesday with Mr. Potty Mouth. Sorry that you can't go because of work and all these other things, but right. I'm worried about a rain out. Oh. I'm also worried about the Phillies not being able to field a team. Um, uh, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, they'll, they've got to find somebody. They'll put the bat boy out there. So that's my that's the potential highlight of my week. So you've got, I know you're a little tense. Yes, I'm feeling very tense. I'm very sad to miss the Phillies game because now I'm working two nights a week and that happens to be one of the nights, very sadly. The other thing I feel like I need to say now because of my lack of editing is as the podcast was happening, my microphone was like dipping up and down. And usually what I would do would be to adjust those sound levels. Not going to happen today. So if my voice uh, volume, just excuse me. And please let me know on on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook if it bugged the shit out of you or if it's like, you know what, Potty Mouth, you actually don't have to pay that much attention to editing on a regular basis. I I do think that we have had really super high standards. Yeah. And it would be interesting to know if that matters to you, our our dear listeners. So um, please find us on social media, all those places that Potty Mouth mentioned, and, and let us know about that. 
Yeah, where, where can they find us? They can find us on Twitter at NCIB Podcast, Facebook and Instagram at No Crying and Beeball. I didn't fuck it up this week like last week. That is so impressive. I am so, so proud. I am so very proud of you. Hey, if you um, have some friends or family that you think would like to hear us talk about baseball, please do let them know about the No Crying and Baseball podcast. Um, feel free to listen to some older episodes. Give us a review or a rating if you can. And gosh, until next week, please get your vaccination. I know you did, right? You've already done that. Please, please. Please be careful. This variant is bad and we want you to be safe. Thank you very much. Fight the man because it's the right thing to do. And until next time, say goodnight, potty mouth. Goodnight, potty mouth. Are you a condom clown? We know some. Yes. Yeah, but no.